Welcome to TWW, The Weekly Wheel, where each week the Dharma Wheel rolls and delivers you new content available anywhere at any time in your everyday life. We present a mindfulness service, which has three components. First, meditation. And then we meditate with sound through chanting. You can have your mind wander when you sit in silence, but it's very difficult to wander as you chant. You need to focus on the next character, on your breathing, on the next line. And if you pat yourself on the back too much or become too self-aware, you'll miss a line. And then lastly, we have something called active listening, where we lean into and really listen to the Dharma talk given by our senseis. You could think of silent meditation and sound meditation through chanting as preparatory to get our minds focused and open and clear so we can really listen clearly and really take in the Dharma. And in a sense, it perfumes the mind. The mind is slowly changed as it hears new points of view, new perspectives, and new approaches to dealing with life. It's set up much like an in-person service. It's led, moderated by multiple voices. So you get a variety of opinions, a variety of, of perspectives as you go on your journey. So I hope you will join us now for this mindfulness service presented to you by the people at The Weekly Wheel and the Orange County Buddhist Church. Thank you so much. We will begin with sitting meditation. Find yourself a comfortable place to sit, either in a chair or on the floor. On the floor, you may prefer to sit on a cushion with your legs crossed or folded beneath you. On a chair, sit without leaning back with your feet planted evenly and comfortably on the floor. Sit comfortably erect with shoulders back and your spine straight. Rock back and forth and then side to side to find your center. Your head should also be straight with your eyelids lowered but not closed. Focus on a point a few feet in front of you. Your face should be relaxed as you breathe quietly. Hands can be placed in several positions. In the classic mode, rest your left hand in your right hand, with thumbs touching and comfortably laid against your abdomen. Or you can touch thumbs and forefingers together and rest them on your thighs with palms up. Another option may be to fold your hands on top of each other on your lap. The key is to find a position that is comfortable and that can be maintained in stillness during the meditation session. While sitting, try focusing on your breath, counting them to 10. Breathe in, one. Breathe out, two. Breathe in, three, and so forth. You may find distractions such as the sounds around you or your own thoughts. If that happens, observe them, acknowledge them, and then let them go. Begin counting your breaths again from one. We will begin and end each session at the sound of a bell. At the end of this first session, you will be asked to place your hands together in gasho and bow. Gasho means putting your hands together and bowing in an expression of gratitude. You may choose to intone the words Namo Amidabutsu as you gasho. 
we will begin our first seated meditation session at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz. That completes our first seated meditation. Please stand. We will prepare for our standing meditation. Another posture for meditation is standing meditation. Uh, there's also walking meditation. And in yoga with Shavasana, you even have a meditation lying flat on your back. So in this Eastern practice of meditation, we want to be able to meditate in all postures. And the idea being is that we could be mindful and aware throughout the day, whether we're walking or standing or sitting. And so for standing meditation, the posture from the waist up is the same. Eyes half open, half closed, gazing at a spot in front of you, two or three feet on the ground at a 45 degree angle. Shoulders relaxed, breathing through the nose, down into the diaphragm, and then holding your hands in front of your lower abdomen, but this time we make a fist with our left hand and place our right hand around it and then hold that in front of our lower abdomen with our elbows out. For the waist down, the posture is different. And what we do is we are standing with our feet about shoulder width apart. And it's very important to keep your knees slightly bent. You want your knees ajar. When you lock your knees and stand for extended period of time, it can induce vasovagal, which is a fainting or dizziness. So you want to make sure you keep your knees bent. We breathe the same way. Everything's exactly the same. It's just a different posture to kind of encourage us to think of meditation throughout all the different activities of our lives. Again, hold your hands in front of your lower abdomen, shoulders relaxed, eyes half open, half closed, feet about shoulder width apart, and your knees with a micro bend, slightly bent, so that we don't get dizzy. And we'll begin our standing meditation at the sound of the bell.
please join me in God's show. Namandats, 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 namandats. We will begin our second seated meditation. Please be seated. You can resume your former position. Again, back straight, eyes lowered, hands resting comfortably in your lap, legs crossed, or sitting in a chair. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts. We will now have sutra chanting. A sutra is a sacred scripture from Buddhism. These originated long ago in India and in China. The text that we chant is actually Chinese, a translation from Sanskrit originals. Is it necessary to understand the meaning of what we're chanting? Of course, not at the outset. We don't know anything about it when we first begin. But I believe that we should aim to understand what the sutra is teaching us. We should have a basic awareness of its content. These are the teachings of our Shin Buddhist tradition, after all. For that reason, we provide in the Shin Buddhist service book some pages of explanation and some English translations. What we experience by chanting, I would say, has three aspects. The first aspect is meditative, like sitting or standing or breathing. Chanting forces us to focus our attention on the present moment, and it helps to calm our minds. Second, there is a ritual aspect. We are reenacting something that's taken place countless times over the centuries. We are connecting with the many followers of our Buddhist tradition who have chanted these same words, and we are gaining a sense of oneness with the other people who are chanting at this time, perhaps listening to this podcast. Third, there is a learning aspect. This is to gain a little bit of knowledge of what the meaning of the characters that we chant are, and we do that separately, I would say, from actual chanting. In the story of the larger sutra, the Bodhisattva declares his 48 vows, things which must be fulfilled if he is to attain perfect enlightenment. Immediately after declaring the vows, he speaks in verse. These are the verses we call Ju Sege. He says, I will unfailingly attain supreme enlightenment. I will save all the destitute and afflicted everywhere, and my name will be heard throughout the universe. Let's chant the Ju Sege. Gagon Cho Segan Oh, 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 oh.
Please put your hands together in gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 Do Buddhists celebrate Christmas? Every year, even before December arrives, we are surrounded by the sights, sounds, and smells of Christmas. Stores are full of Christmas merchandise. We are bombarded by ads for Christmas sales. Christmas music is playing in shops and restaurants, and Christmas decorations are everywhere. Christmas is all around us. So naturally, one question I'm often asked around this time of year is, do Buddhists celebrate Christmas? Although the celebration of Christmas in America now has many secular aspects, 
Its original reason for being is, of course, as a Christian observance. For believing Christians, it is a holiday filled with deep religious meaning because it celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ, whom they regard as the Son of God. Since Buddhists do not believe in God, Christmas does not have the same religious significance for us. So we can't and don't celebrate Christmas for the same reasons that Christians do. However, there is nothing in Buddhism that forbids us from taking part in Christmas celebrations, and in America, many Buddhists do. Traditionally, Buddhism has had a very open-minded view of spirituality. As Buddhists, we don't believe we have a monopoly on the truth. We don't claim that it is the only correct spiritual path. We don't say that those who do not follow it are mistaken, or evil, or need to be saved. That is one reason why Buddhism is generally not a proselytizing religion. That is, we don't actively seek to convert people of other faiths. Buddhism does not reject Christianity or any other religion as false. I think it's fair to say that we regard other religions not as contradicting Buddhism, but rather as other ways of reaching the same truth. And while Buddhists don't believe in the divinity of Jesus, we can respect him as a truth seeker and a great teacher. Some Buddhists might even consider him a bodhisattva, someone who, out of compassion, does not work for his own benefit, but instead devotes himself to the salvation of others. So, Buddhism doesn't prevent us from respecting and honoring the significance that Christmas has in Christianity, or celebrating it to the extent we feel comfortable doing so. But it goes beyond that for me. I personally find a Buddhist spiritual meaning in Christmas. I strive to look beyond the form of Christmas traditions and observances to see the spirit behind them and to embrace that spirit. Christmas is a time when people focus on generosity, charity, kindness, sharing, appreciation, hospitality, and love for family and friends. Those are all things that fit right in with what we aspire to in Buddhism. For us, every day should be a day to feel gratitude, to practice generosity, and to be kind to others. At Christmas time, those sentiments are front and center for everyone. So, while I don't attach exactly the same meaning to Christmas as my Christian friends, it is still an opportunity for spiritual practice and reflection for me. Moreover, many American Buddhists, including me, are converts. We may have grown up celebrating Christmas. We could have close family members who observe it as a Christian holiday. I was not raised Buddhist. I encountered Buddhism just 14 years ago. I wasn't raised as a Christian either. When I was growing up, my family celebrated Christmas in the secular kind of way that is very common in America. We had a Christmas tree and exchanged presents. As a child, I watched all the Christmas programs on TV, like A Charlie Brown Christmas and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Even today, years later, I know by heart the words to all the familiar Christmas carols, like Silent Night and O Come All Ye Faithful. 
even though I never had a connection to the religious meanings of them. So Christmas is a part of my memories and my family history. Now that I am a Buddhist, I don't reject that part of my story. I embrace it and try and integrate it into who I am now. Personally, I do participate in many aspects of the Christmas holiday. Each year I have a lighted and decorated tree in my home. But I don't call it a Christmas tree, and I don't put a star or an angel at the top. Instead, at the top of my tree is a scroll with the Nembutsu written on it in Japanese. Namo Amida Butsu. I entrust myself to the Buddha of infinite light and life. I exchange gifts with my family members, some of whom are observant Christians and some of whom are observant Buddhists. I send greeting cards to friends and family. Sometimes I even attend Christmas church services with relatives in a spirit of togetherness and honoring family traditions. I choose to participate in these Christmas rituals and celebrations as a way of sharing goodwill, of giving to others, of cherishing time with family and friends, and above all, of cultivating the practice of gratitude. I value the opportunity to feel a sense of oneness with others who are feeling the spirit of the season. This is a time of year when people express their wishes for peace on earth and goodwill to all people, a message that is all too often forgotten the rest of the year. We can all join in our shared hope for a better world. I don't feel that I am denying my Buddhist identity or beliefs or disrespecting the Christian religious meaning of the holiday by connecting to what is universal in the meaning of Christmas. When someone says to me, Merry Christmas, I say, Merry Christmas to you too. But I'm not just wishing them a Merry Christmas. Inside, I am also saying the metta, or loving kindness, meditation. May all beings be happy and well. May no harm or difficulties come to them. May they live in peace and harmony. And I am also silently saying, thank you, I am grateful for everything. Merry Christmas. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Namanda Buts. Namanda Buts. Namanda Buts. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This podcast is copyrighted 2023 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, all rights reserved.